only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. So we're living in uh, some very strange times where comedians are being under attack. Um, also, uh, there's a lot of fallout to the Roe v. Wade uh, Supreme Court recent decision. And, you know, I was thinking about what happened in 1973 and the whole Roe v. Wade thing. And, you know, where were the riots? There weren't any riots from the right. The conservatives have, have been always a peaceful protester type of thing. Yet the, it's, you know, and they've always been on the right side of discrimination. They've always been on the right side of integration, multiculturalism, immigration, you know, they just want to do it orderly. They want to do it the right way. And, you know, consume the type of immigration, you know, that we can handle as a, as a, as a culture. And preserve our history. But, you know, when you take a look at the uh, behavior of the left today, you know, the riots that were going on last night or the police brutality or the uh, protesters were beating up the police in L.A. last night. It's uh, pretty sad, you know, to see the kind of violence. And we saw it in the wake of the President Trump uh, 2016 victory. And we see it across the board every election season now. It's just par for the course. You're going to have basically a a Kenosha, Wisconsin-style riot, Black Lives inspired by Black Lives Matter, Antifa. People are, you know, video after video, people are going in stores and robbing. And so long as they buy uh, steal under a certain cat, uh, level of number, they'll get away with it. And in every video that I'm looking at, whether it's a uh, some sort of a big blow-up in the... Uh, in the airport or uh, some celebrity or some person slapping a comedian. That's black on black crime. You know, what happened to uh, Dave Chappelle in California? That's a black on black crime. What happened to Chris Rock at the hands of Will Smith? Black on black crime. Turns out that the the black tranny that, that was uh, that slapped Chappelle 
got his arm broken, though, by the security. But again, it's this black-on-black crime. And I would even say that they don't even know it now because they're, they're taking what's there, what they, they think is theirs now in the name of reparations. But at the end of the day, it's just going to ruin their neighborhood. It's going to ruin the prices of goods and services. Like the video I'm thinking of right now in my mind is Walgreens. So there was a video of uh, Walgreens and some other pharmacies. It was a rash of them. And I don't know if it was California or wherever it was. But again, this is George Soros is doing. This is a white, racist Nazi that's actually setting up district attorneys and allowing poor black communities to destroy themselves. It's it's you know it's it's almost like a psyop attack where they know the outcome but even when even when these black people are destroying their stores and burning them down in the in the name of justice no justice no peace my my body my choice where was that in covid but these um th- this crime that's going on is going to have an impact on their neighborhood. Walgreens is going to get up and leave. There's no store that's going to be able to sustain those kinds of losses. And they'll just be without. And if they are with something, they're going to have to pay for tons of security. And that's going to make it so it's impossible to afford the ticket prices. So Dave Chappelle, whether it's Dave Chappelle or whether it's Chris Rock, or whether it's Walgreens, or whatever it, whatever it is, the, this need for security is, is not only inhumane, it's, it's third world, it's stupid, it's absolutely absurd. But, you know, and it's this kind of reverse discrimination that's built on ignorance. I was just watching the circuit court judge Abudu um, out of the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. She's a Biden nominee, and she supported uh, Southern Poverty Law Center, who is calling every white senator a racist and things like that. And they have nothing to back it up, but they themselves are racist. And then you have the black Supreme Court justice, black woman, who basically uh, you know throws a blind eye to, and a, and a very has a passive eye to uh, child predators. These are not these are not things that are part of our society. These are not things that are good for our society. Just because you have you know a whole bunch of nose piercings. And purple hair, and and you you call yourself uh, a different kind of gender, cisgender, whatever. It it's not it's not licensed to lead, and yet we're putting these people in leadership roles, and I think it's because the people that get to choose are the leaders themselves, who were radical hippies once upon a time. And that's exactly, again, what they're trying to do with this 
this indoctrination of our children. They want to groom the next level of voters. You know, it's hard to put a finger on exactly what it is, but we're not living in a sane society. When something like the Supreme Court not only has to deal with leakers, which is bad enough, but what they're leaking goes count, runs counter to the liberal agenda. And because they've been so pacified and so spoiled, so spoiled with their riches, but their riches are really, what, what are their riches? Their riches, what puts them in power is a rigged election. They cheated and they, they, they declare victory. It's not the same as winning on ideas. Not in America. Not what I'm, based on what America's based on. You know, our foundation is all about ideas, selling ideas to the voter. So that we could, you know, if we're not happy, the mechanism is you elect somebody else that's more accountable to the people's wishes. And that's how democracy works. That's how the Republic was formed. Republic was formed. And so we we have to we have to realize that the built-in mechanism is all about free and fair elections. But but who knows how it is that Nancy Pelosi keeps getting reelected? Who's voting for this monster? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, who is voting for the, for California where you can't walk in a store, you have to sit there and watch people robbing them blind? Meanwhile, they're going to charge you double because they have security. They can't do anything by law. You know, that was the thing, too. They had so much crime that they said, okay, we'll get security. That'll put a stop to it. We'll save money in the end, really. Not really. Because they're still having to pay for that security they shouldn't have to pay for. Just like if it wasn't for terrorists, we wouldn't have these long security lines at the airports. But the terrorists' MO is they like to blow up planes. Innocent women and children. It's crazy. That's their tactic. And they are a liberal organization. I mean, that's a very liberal group. The radical Islamic jihads are radically liberal. That's why it is that Obama was supporting ISIS and that's why Obama was supporting Iran. They're anti-Semitic. They're anti-Jewish. They're anti, you know, pulling your bootstraps up and, you know, allowing capitalism to prevail it's it's pretty sad. But, you know, all that's been transpiring in the last 24 hours has just been just a, a real exposure of the cancer that's living within our society that we can no longer protest. In an election year, you're starting to see candidates get shut down by Antifa in, in Portland. The police don't show up. In L.A., the police were under attack by a radical mob saying basically, my body, my choice. Yet the same people 
were violating body and choice with COVID. They're such hypocrites. You know, this Roe v. Wade thing doesn't even really impact California because they're so radically left and it's really a power to the states. But they just want to protest for the sake of protesting. It shouldn't be a federal decision, number one. Roe v. Wade was tortured. There's some really good um, commentary about Roe v. Wade, but, you know, it's just, it, it is what it is. And then the other thing is uh, J.D. Vance won, as predicted. No shocker there. You know, he got $15 million worth of Peter Thiel's money. So what is he going to do for Peter Thiel? But I kind of like Peter Thiel. That's the problem. I like him better than Club for Growth, and that's what the other candidates were benefiting from. So J.D. Vance, though, won the landslide. It tells you something about the polls. And uh, we got an old, uh, by the way, Terry uh, from Arkansas, a truck driver, texted in. He says, if Roe v. Wade gets canned and goes back to the state's right to uh, handle, will that set a precedent to revisit queer marriage? (laughs) And why was it federal issue and not a state by state issue? Mm, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. You know, they are saying the truckers, by the way, are under, you know, I reported this yesterday, that what Xi in China is doing with regard to the COVID crackdowns is having a major impact on supply chains and the ports of entry uh, are going to be delayed with products and it's going to impact truckers. And then, of course, the gas prices are impacting truckers some point I would love to uh, hear more about uh, you know the trucker situation because that's absolutely important stuff really truly important stuff um, going on there our supply chain is absolutely important so this guy named Jeff Charles Jeff writes Peter Thiel and other conservative libertarian Investors announced plans to buy Disney after kerfuffle over Florida parent rights education law. This won't, this woke crap, he says, he used the S word, right? This woke blank has gone way too far, he told reporters. If Elon can uh, buy Twitter, then gosh darn it, we can buy Disney. I had to clean that up. Now, here's another one, though, that's a little bit scary about Peter Thiel, the supporter of J.D. Vance. Uh, $15 million is a lot of support in Ohio, a state like Ohio. But uh, he says this, uh, this person writes, CDC brought lo- uh, bought location data tracking tens of millions of people um, from a Peter Thiel-backed spy firm. Use cases including hourly monitoring of activity in curfew zones, activity in schools and houses of worship, and monitoring the Navajo Nation. So that's kind of interesting that CDC was up to doing that kind of thing. They were track using your phones to track all that data. 
That's pretty uh, outrageous. And let's see, Ronna McDaniel, not a big fan. She said, based on current vote totals, Republicans' turnout in Ohio is set to be more than double Democrat turnout. That's going to spell big dividends in 2022. Pretty much all of the Trump candidates won. There's a couple of exceptions, though. Like, for example, Morgan Artegas scrubbed her, uh, scrubs the uh, Trump, uh, scrubs Trump from the, her website, appearing to abandon challenge to state party disqualification. So uh, Donald Trump's candidate for Tennessee's 5th Congressional District has scrubbed the former president from her campaign website and appears to be in the middle of abandoning her run for Congress. Ortega's Twitter biography has changed in recent weeks since she was first removed from the ballot by the Tennessee GOP under rules concerning Republican bona fides. Others, other removed candidates are challenging the, the decision. So we'll see. Let's see. We're going to take a caller really quick. Caller, you're on the air. Good morning, Scott. <laughs> so we were just talking about you. Yeah, I heard, I heard, I heard. Hey, uh, let's talk about transportation and what's going on. I, I, I want to hear it. So I recently changed jobs where I'm doing more freight work. Uh, and I was signed on to haul to haul the haul feed of a feed mill and fertilizer and so forth. And this is a a feed mill that has the name of a transportation company on it that's fairly big locally. It's also that also has uh, places in the ports on the Arkansas River and so forth. And uh, so being a feed company, they normally transport a lot of fertilizer. Fertilizer has jumped to $1,000 a ton. I hear. We we have not had a fertilizer load in over a week now. And it's, it's spring planting season. Normally, normally it would be, it would be what's going, what I'd be doing every day. Now they've had to hustle around and find other stuff to do because of it. Uh, I really believe that with the fires and, uh, and these, uh, distribution facilities, they're not just food packing plants. These are, these are food hubs like the Purdue Farms that burned uh, Saturday. And, of course, Walmart back in March had a D.C. burn. They've been, what, 25, 25 of these places burned in the last in the last few months. But, uh, yeah, though, honestly, with the price of diesel at 520 a gallon here, you can figure it's costing, it, it costs 70 cents a mile to run this truck just from A to B before it makes a dime. And then the uh, driver's wages today, or, you know, they can be as high as 60, 70 cents a mile on top of that. So, you know, still, I said, you know, so you start to see it starting to hurt and the inflation is really showing up. I believe 
by this fall we're going to really see shortages in the grocery stores and the food processors because they can't get the product. That's dumb. We won't be able to grow the product without fertilizer. And fertilizer, what people don't realize, is a large portion of it's produced from natural gas. It's, it's you know, I say it through, through the process. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did not know that. Yes, sir. No, I said, and Russia produced 80% of the, of the world's fertilizer. Yeah, R- Russia do does, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we This is this price, is you know, with the with the price of fertilizer what it is, the price of diesel what it is. And yes, you know, don't it really looks like we're coming to a perfect storm. Right. And yes, I see it. I I see it in the transportation side because there's not the plethora of freight there was just a month ago. The economy has really put the brakes on. And, yes, don't I say, in the next numbers, I think you'll be shocked how bad it probably will be. Wow. Yeah, no, I've been, uh, you know, following a little bit about what USAID Director uh, Samantha Power has been up to. Uh, But also Klaus Schwab and his daughter, um, I think it's Nicole Schwab. Uh, basically, they are uh, trying to control the world's food. I think that this whole war in Ukraine is wrapped around that. I think that they wanted Russia to get involved in this war and cause a supply chain uh, issue. Uh, shutting down the Keystone Pipeline is yet, you know, the development of that pipeline is yet another attack on supply chain. You know, and like I say, the globalists want to crush the middle class, and they're doing it by controlling the food, the energy, and the banks. And that's you know that's what Trudeau used the banks to control uh, the truckers. And uh, yep. but you know what they're doing with the World Economic Forum, this Klaus Schwab. I'm going to play a brief clip today. That's going to be it's it's the. Uh, it's it's going to be really wild to listen to what this woman has to say. So Just do a quick search on BlackRock and Vanguard. They that they, they they are also acquiring a food uh, as much of oh, the yeah. major food distribution plants as they can. Well, we've been talking uh, about BlackRock just, and Vanguard quite a bit on this I show. Just, I just seen a story this morning. It's from you. You know, the U.S. Marshals raided an Amish farmer for selling clean meat. Which means it wasn't vaccinated, right? And you know, and two hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine to a single right. Amish farmer, right? That is just unreal. That is government out of control, right? Absolutely. I don't know, I, I, I don't know what the end game is, but I truly believe the quote unquote leak of Roe versus Wade thing out of the Supreme Court was time to coincide with uh, Dinesh, uh, Dinesh D'Souza's yeah. movie, 2,000 Mules, coming out to distract from it. Right, right. I mean, there is no coincidences. And, and you know, Stun, yeah, I, I wear my tinfoil thinking hat, hat proudly. All right, good. Stun, at, least, at least I am thinking. But well, the difference anyway, between hey, tinfoil hat wearers and the truth is six months. Anyway... Uh, if you know, just 
everybody listening, I mean, if you got to do it on windowsill in your apartment, every, every, everybody ought to be ought to be planting something right, right. now. I mean, look at your root crops: potatoes, carrots, uh, turnips, and, and you know stuff like that that can be stored over over the winter. And you'll be I say, and, and potatoes are one of the easiest things in the world to grow. Right. So I said, you can just you can turn up a little bit of ground, pile some straw over the top of them. They'll sprout up, and you know, it's done. And go pull the pull the straw back, and you'll see. You know, it's done. You'll find lots of new potatoes after about three months. Wow. Well, so. thank you. Really, really, though. I said, yeah, it's done. I, I I truly believe in my heart. We're coming for a we're we're coming into a really hard time if. If the coup of 2020 is not rectified and these people are not removed from power, oh, absolutely! No, we got to pull. We got to take our country back this election season. All right, hey Terry, thank you so much for calling in today. Have a good one. Scott. All right, you too. Take care. All right. Well, uh, that's. Uh, I was really happy he called in because I, I really wanted to hear what he had to say. Uh, take a listen to this. This is the. Uh, Great reset that they're talking about at the, at the globalist level. Let's take a listen. Um, and just a second. Uh, I didn't have my audio just right, but we're going to get it. Revolution. Right the great. Okay. By now, I'm sure you have heard some of these taglines. The fourth industrial revolution. The great reset. And the great narrative. And of course, you will own nothing and be happy. And I'm sure you've seen the face of this guy being praised as a visionary who will guide our world into a prosperous future. But what does Plus that really 12. mean? And what is the World Economic Forum's plan for the world in 2030? Will it be a world of increased inclusion, equity and freedom for all? Or as many people fear, will it be exactly the opposite? I'm not here to answer that question, but what I would like to do is propose a hypothetical future scenario. A scenario that the WEF is promoting and the type of world we could be living in by 2030. A world where your property, your identity, your money could be owned and controlled by your government. At the end of the video, I do want you to make up your own mind whether you think the WEF to make my case today, I am going to be speaking about what I believe could be the three main pillars that surround the World Economic Forum's agenda for 2030 and discussing some of the things that they are promoting around the now famous event called the Great Reset. Before I start, though, I just want you to keep two things in mind. Number one, the World Economic Forum and the leader, Klaus Schwab, haven't been elected by anyone. Yet despite this fact, they are trying to influence politics all around the world in order to transform the planet that we live on. Secondly, all of the resources that I'm sharing in this video are coming from verifiable sources, many of which are directly from the WEF's website. If you want to confirm any of the information, there is more info in the description. So let us discuss the three hypothetical pillars and how it might affect our lives. Pillar one, surveillance. The first pillar in the 2030 agenda is the possibility of total surveillance of every single one of us. And the way the WEF could achieve this is by us requiring a new form of identification. The World Economic Forum suggests that every single person on the planet will receive a new form of digital ID, which they say would help promote a world of inclusion where everyone has more access to basic services. But they also suggest this ID could be linked to absolutely everything in your life. It could be required to book 
plane and train tickets and track where it is you're going. This digital ID would be needed to access social media, the internet, bank accounts, and even a requirement in order to spend your money. And without your ID, it's possible you may not be able to buy anything at all. And who would control your digital ID and the data it contains? Well, of course, your government would. In short, absolutely every action you take in your modern life could be tracked by this new type of personal ID. What your online habits are, where you go, what you buy online, what you say online, and so much more. And if you think this kind of a system is a little bit worrying, well, you're not the only one that thinks this way. Just recently, Kenya's high court ruled a digital ID system to be illegal in the country because they fear it could be abused by the government in order to violate a person's basic right to privacy. But the WEF doesn't agree. They think it's going to do more good than harm. But anyway, where would you be carrying this new form of ID? Well, according to the WEF, you could be carrying it inside your body. In his book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, Schwab talks heavily about how RFID chips could be used to track goods and packages around the world, enabling our economy to become significantly more efficient. But in referencing the same technology, he also said this, in the near future, similar monitoring systems will also be applied to the movement and tracking of people. He also says that the fourth industrial revolution will lead to a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. Echoing this on the website, the WEF discusses a future where electronic implants could become a relatively normal part of human life. Lastly, I want to mention something I've spoken about on this channel before, which is in regards to the WEF's potential forecast for a future of surveillance, which comes from an article published on Forbes, which is written by a WEF contributor. The article is titled, Welcome to 2030. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has been We're going to skip better. ahead to finance. finance. Pillar two, finance. Okay. Now, ask yourself this question before we continue. Ask yourself the question, are we better off today than we were 20, 30 years ago? When we had, you know, a lot, plenty of food, plenty of energy, plenty of everything. And all of a sudden... You know, science, uh, banks, all these computer systems, and look at where we are right now. We have supply chain shortages. We have food shortages. We have energy shortages. We have fewer people controlling, fewer leaders controlling more people. That's a monopoly. It's not only just a monopoly because it's a, it's a monopoly of power. Uh, but these are unelected officials that we're answering to now. Klaus Schwab is an unelected official. And so are these oligarchs. These oligarchs. Even Elon Musk is an unelected official, but yet he's going to have a major stake in the outcome of the next election. It's going to be supportive of space satellites, communications, right? Communications, surveillance. That's what satellites are for. Surveillance communications, uh, controlling the banks. We're going to talk, hear about finance here in just a minute. And he's going to control your, your behavior, your thoughts on social media. And, you know, uh, nothing for nothing, but he supports the green energy, the green uh, initiatives, which could be good or bad yeah, but but they should be allowed to compete, and that's my been my point. If you like green, go and do your green thing. 
but don't take away my choice and my energy. Don't do that at the same time because that's no longer competition. That's no longer a free market society. If you want to go green, go green. But they are crushing and collapsing and attacking like a, like a military attacks its opponent. They're taking out every pillar of our lives to crush us. And what they're ending up doing is they're going to install their own. This is nothing different than if the Nazis pounded the crap out of a country and took it over. See, that's not competition of ideas. Maybe some people don't want Hitler to run their lives. Like you and I don't want that. Maybe we like combustible engines. In California, there's a report that says, you know, they're going back to combustible engines because it's an inconvenience to have to sit there at the gas pump for an hour charging your car. And only getting a couple of hundred miles out of it. If that. And people are starting to not really buy in. And solar panel, wind, isn't efficient enough. So allow, you know, incentives for energy companies who are producing oil to also create incentives for uh, research and development in new, new forms of energy. Fine. I'm good with that. But that's where it ends. Don't destroy everything and make it an impossible choice. I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. Either your brains or your signature is going to be on that contract, according to the Godfather. Well, that's basically the the deal we've been offered. I don't like that deal. The next pillar of the Great Reset agenda could be around finance and more specifically putting more control of money and assets in the hands of the government. So you know the line, you will own nothing and you will be happy? Well, this is the pillar where this could be playing out. In multiple articles on their own website and elsewhere, the WEF predicts a world where people will no longer own most of the things they use in life. Instead, through a sharing economy, items like clothing and cooking equipment will be owned by your government and delivered to you when you need them. But according to a WEF member, sometimes you won't even need to decide what you need because an algorithm that knows your tastes better than you do could make these choices for you instead. And your home? Well, soon that could be owned by the government as well. But you won't have to pay rent because someone else will be using your space when you're not there. In short, everything that you own now could soon hypothetically be owned by your government. But the most important tool asset that you have, which we use every single day to exchange value, which is money, seems that the WEF might have a plan for that as well. So remember, um, we talked about this months ago too, uh, that, you know, the whole subscription thing, you know, like uh, I'm going to call, I'm going to get a, I I need to go somewhere. So instead of buying, you know, buying a car and using my own car, I'm going to go ahead and subscribe to a Lyft or Uber service and and I'm going to pay them uh, to take me somewhere. It's convenient. They show up at your door. You don't even have to drive. But you also don't own the car. Okay, I'm going to play some music. I'm going to pull out one of my albums that I bought at the record store, like Sam Goody or Tower Records, to date myself. And I'm going to put that on and I'm going to play it 
this is my music. This is my album. And back in the day, you couldn't even record and you couldn't, you couldn't duplicate or copy a, a, a vinyl album. You had to go out and buy it yourself. And that was yours. And you also bought your own house. You didn't rent. But houses were affordable back in the 60s and 70s and 80s. But salaries were lower. But, you know, it was nowhere near the inflation we have today. But, you know, here's the thing. It changes who we are socially and culturally. Where we had a right to defend our property, our land, our family. We had a right to bear arms. It's going to impact your Second Amendment. Why do you need a right to uh, a gun for when there's nothing left to defend? Open borders means you don't have to defend your own homeland. So who are we as a people when you have multiculturalism force-fed down your throat? Who are we? And if we try to sign up for uh, the military, who are we defending? You know, I tell that story about England. I said these radical jihadis that were uh, endeared by Amir Khan, the mayor of London, they don't even know who the Beatles are. They don't know who Benny Hill is. They don't know who, you know, any of this Monty Python is. They don't know about what it's like to go down to the pub and have a pint of beer and a shepherd's pie. You know, they don't, that's not their culture. Their culture is chickpeas and, and tea. And a different kind of music altogether. So next time this this bloke, you know, needs to go out there and defend Mother England, what are they really defending? And why would they even sign up? It, it becomes confusing. You know, you start tearing the statues down and canceling the culture. What is there left to defend? Gaslighting your children and telling them, 1619 projects and critical race theory lies. It's gotten so bad that we don't even know what sex we are in some circles. Are you a man or your woman? How about neither? I'm a cisgender binary, non-binary. Yeah, I don't go by those labels. I love this tweet, though, where the guy says, um, it was a great tweet. And he said uh, something to the effect. Um, he said, my mortgage identifies as a student loan. Pay for it. <laughs> right? We're going to go ahead and take continue with uh, this uh, finance. But I just wanted to add, the, add context to what she's saying there with some of the things that we've been saying on this show for quite some time. WEF talks heavily about how cash in the modern world is risky and how it should be replaced by digital money. And even though statistics show that many countries around the world would prefer to use cash over electronic forms of money, the WEF believes these people just don't know what's good for them. Instead, they believe we should all be switching over to electronic payment systems as it's the way of the future. So what could replace a world where we no longer have any kind of physical money? Well, the next step would be to develop a secure digital currency that everybody can use. It's kind of like crypto, except the future digital currency proposed wouldn't be decentralized. It would be completely controlled by your government. And this is called the Central Bank Digital Currency or CBDC. A CBDC would be 
fully trackable, traceable, and a secure form of currency that, like Bitcoin, lives on a blockchain. But it would be also fully centralized. It would be money controlled by those in power instead of being in the hands of the people. With a CBDC, your money would no longer be held in a bank account either. Instead, proposals suggest cutting out what they call the middleman, with your government becoming the bank that directly holds your money for you. Nations like United States, Brazil, China, Canada, Germany, Austria, and Australia are already at certain stages of research or developing a CBDC, meaning we may be only a couple of years away from this becoming a reality. But potentially most worrying of all, a CBDC would also be fully programmable, meaning your government could place whatever rules they wanted on your money, potentially allowing you to only spend your money on the items that they deem appropriate, or even worse, cutting off your access to your money altogether. In short, it would become the perfect tool in order to track and control your money, the very thing that we need in order to survive in today's world. And if you want to learn more, I've recently made a video about CBDCs. Feel free to watch that one after you watch this one. Now, let's move on to pillar three. But before I do, I want to in the hands of the people. A part of my diversification strategy for growing my wealth is to that many exchanges charge, sometimes up to 5%, but this is scoring, basically ranking human beings against each other based on almost every single action that they take. And this is called the social credit system. Simply put, it is judging how good or bad of a citizen you are based on almost every single thing that you do in your day-to-day -day life. Rewarding people who are doing things that the government likes and punishing people that do the opposite. Sounds depressing? Well, there is already one place on earth that has implemented this system. China. Today, China has already the world's <laughs> most restrictive social credit system. It's a system where citizens are ranked based on almost everything they do in day-to-day -day life. From how long they play video games to how well they drive, what their shopping habits are, and whether they buy too many luxury items, and especially what they say online as well as who they associate with. If a person's score gets too low, they can lose access to things in life that many of us would argue are human rights. Things like a passport, bank loans, or access to putting their children in a good school. And if your score gets low enough, there are even reports the governments can come and take your dog away. So we've talked about social credit score uh, score systems for quite some time. And, and I believe that the whole COVID mission, one of the big chief pillars of COVID was the vaccine passport because they're still pushing it. And the vaccine passport is a ruse. It's not about public safety. It's about setting up the system that could easily then be tweaked and converted into a social credit score system. So that's what it's about. This is what the this is what people some people I guess aren't really seeing it and they should be seeing it. They should be seeing it. So that's the new world order. Um, and the liberals are in support of all of this. They're supporting this. And we're seeing a decay of society. We're seeing basically this, you know, comedians getting slapped around like Chappelle last night or uh, Chris Rock, who was there at the Chappelle event. <laughs> and then we're also seeing um, a lot of these oligarchs supporting the candidates that they like. Peter Thiel supported J.D. Vance's victory. J.D. Vance is going to go against um, Tim Ryan. So that would be nice if J.D. Vance can prevail. And 
one of the one of the things I said about um, Trump's support of J.D. Vance, I disagree with it. You know, I disagreed with it, but I didn't disagree with what Trump's rationale was: is that he wants to endorse candidates who could win. And I just don't think that Mandel or Dolan had the chops to beat a guy like Tim Ryan, but I think that J.D. Vance can. Although J.D. Vance wasn't the fundraiser I thought he was. I knew he had a lot of money, but I didn't know he got it from Peter Thiel. All one big chunk of it. So now he's pretty much a puppet owned by Peter Thiel. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see and Peter Thiel is thinking about buying out Disney, right? Uh, because he's tired of the woke BS. So this is running counter to BlackRock and Vanguard, who are part of the globalist agenda for this type of thing. In any case, like we were talking about in the beginning of the show, we were talking about uh, all the fallout fallout of the the uh, Roe v. Wade decision and how we've come a long way since the 70s when Republicans would take it on the chin and peacefully protest and call and write their congressmen. Now they basically make stuff up and attack the police and riot in the streets and murder people. It's absolutely insane. I want to play a couple of clips of some new developments that are coming out with regard to... um, uh, COVID, uh, COVID vaccines. Uh, I want to talk about that real quick. There's some new data that's coming out from Pfizer. And there's this really, uh, really great um, Twitter site. And her name is Texas Lindsay. I just discovered her today. And I thought it was really good stuff. I want to take a listen to Dr. Naomi Wolf sharing details about the latest court-ordered Pfizer trial data released May of 22. This is just a minute and a half clip. Let's take a listen. The third screenshot below are results for three more categories of major neurological symptoms reported just in those first three months. 19 reports of amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, a progressive nervous system disease that affects nerve cells in the brain and spinal cord, causing loss of muscle control. 50 reports of multiple sclerosis and 656 seizures. All right, really process that. Over 600 seizures in the first three months of 2021. Fourth screenshot. Well, CVA and TIA shown in the second screenshot are neurological complaints. They are caused by blood clots in the brain. And of course, you've heard this phrase, blood blood clots, blood clots, because this is happening. And remember, those lipid nanoparticles, little tiny fatty hard casings going through your bloodstream, which they concealed uh, into the brain, crossing the blood-brain barrier. Therefore, reviewing several other symptoms also caused by blood clotting issues is pertinent. The screenshot below shows reports of 294 acute myocardial infarction, that is acute heart attack, 584 deep vein thrombosis, and 790 pulmonary embolisms in those first three months of 2021. 
so blood clot related harms, serious heart attacks, strokes. Going to the fifth screenshot, following screenshot shows that there were no reports of acute myocardial infarction death and pulmonary embolism from 2015 through 2019 after receiving any Pfizer vaccine prior to the COVID-19 vaccine debuted. So this is totally not normal, right? Even for Pfizer. And there you go. Um, and we have one more uh, clip that we're going to be playing here in a second. Um, this one is by uh, she. She also has Texas. Lindsay has all of these trends in all these different countries where they had an increase in vaccinations and boosters, and it was it mimicked. I mean the um, the actual line curve matched completely it matched the uh case covid cases and death cases there was a correlation between the two so here is robert malone let's take a listen to this particular clip from many many frontline doctors uh that they're seeing an increasing amount of post-vaccination syndrome uh complaints coming to them often it has to do with low energy people feel just chronically bad after getting boosted and boosted and it seems to be worse the more boosts you get and when they run the tests it appears that almost all of these patients have reactivation of epstein-barr virus they basically have infectious mononucleosis kicking up again Mm -hmm. and many of them also of course have uh shingles the reactivation of the chickenpox, and we know that as little vesicles that have a, a particular distribution in your body um, that has to do with the nerve distribution that that traces back to where that virus has been residing in your spinal cord, basically. And what this means, these reactivation of latent DNA viruses after multiple jabs, what that teaches to us is another line of evidence that the T cells are being damaged, their effectiveness is being damaged by the multiple vaccinations. This is, you hear this talk now, there's a lot of buzz on the web about people getting AIDS from the vaccines. And often people say, oh, that must mean that the vaccines are causing the production of the human immunodeficiency virus. No, that's not what they're saying. AIDS is an acronym. It stands for Acquired Immunodeficiency Syndrome, AIDS. And what that that logic is and what seems to be observed now increasingly with the multiple jabs is that people's immune systems are being damaged. They are acquiring an immunodeficiency, which is causing or enabling the reactivation of these DNA viruses. By the way... That attack on the immune system, it's great for big pharma, and it's great for the medical industry. Let's continue. And if Ryan Cole and other pathologists and cancer surgeons and oncologists and uh, diagnostic radiologists are correct in what they appear to be observing right now, we may have increased incidence of very aggressive cancers. That doesn't mean that everybody's going to get cancer. It means that, just what I said, an uptick in the frequency 
of cancers in various populations, often in younger people than they should normally be seen in, and often with characteristics that show that they're more aggressive in terms of how frequently the cells multiply and things like that than they would normally be. So those are all signs of T-cell dysfunction, Mm -hmm. and that's why people are talking about AIDS, um, acquired immunodeficiency syndrome, as a vaccine complication. And Mm -hmm. that that is worrisome, frankly. I think that that's not a trivial concern, and yet it's one that is not a lot. Remember, I played outside of the WEF, I played that guy saying, I... uh, Religious pastors want more. Uh, they want more population, and I want less. And they just started laughing. Remember how cavalier they were laughing about this population decreasing? Bill Gates also, he said, new vaccines, reproductive services, which are abortions, and um, new medicine. There are new hospitals, you know, socialized medicine. And what he meant there was death panels. Because how could he be using more hospitals in the context of population decreasing? The only way you would ever do that is through death panels. Limiting how much spending people can consume with respect to uh, life-saving mechanisms. So that's that, you know. So that's the globalist agenda. Part of what we are hearing, this great reset, is a shrinking. They want to shrink the population. And COVID could be used not only for the digital scoring system, but it also could be used to control population or population control. So... Anyway, we're out of time today, but I want to thank everybody for tuning in to The Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out magapack.org. Uh, make a donation if you can to support America First policies to make America great again. Also, use Red State as your promo code over at MyPillow.com. And My Patriot Supply, if you want to go ahead and get a light, you know, long supply, use mps.scottadamshow.com. That's My Patriot Supply, MPS. .scottadamshow.com and make your purchase today. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper Just to bury my kids right up to there